0: Yes, Jesuits, it's time to get devotional. Devotions are a way for Christians to ground and center themselves, but it can be hard to find something from a queer perspective.
1: That's why we are so excited about Colors of Hope, a devotional journal for LGBTQ Christians by Chalice Press. Colors of Hope is a devotional
0: by a diverse set of LGBTQ Christian writers. Now, while it's good for LGBTQ Christians, it's designed to be written for anyone who wants to support their devotional practice.
1: It is written through a literal rainbow lens. Each chapter is a meditation on the colors of the original eight-color rainbow flag. Gilbert Baker assigned a meeting to each color, and these writers connect those colors to what God is doing in the Word. Get Colors of Hope from Chalice Press and continue your rainbow faith
0: journey today. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another splendiferous episode of Yes, Jesus! Today's episode theme, Tamar was a bad bitch. So come on, come on in, have a seat. It's a big Bible episode, which means my bowl is packed. But we're not going to smoke because, yeah, just yet, because here at Yes, Jesus, we
1: believe... That God loves all his bad bitches, and you better get your cash in advance.
0: Get half the money up front before one... Heel hits the stage, girl. That's right. So my bowl is packed. This is a big Bible episode, um, but we're going to get, before we light up, we're going to get to... Okay, this one comes to us from The Advocate. The Tower Theater is an elegant but empty theater uh, that sits in the queer-friendly district of Fresno, California. Also the art district. No shocker there. Also no shocker (laughs) empty theater in California. Uh, While it was still open... It used to host the LGBT film festival and then someone we don't know who exactly put up a loving tribute to a recent deceased homophobe Rush Mm -hmm. Limbaugh on the theater marquee. The marquee read as follows. Thank you, Rush for teaching us. You will be missed very much, but never forgotten. R.I.P.
1: Oh gosh, gross. No, you will be forgotten. (laughs) You will be forgotten (laughs) because he was as Hillary Clinton calls deplorable And I stand by that. He had a segment on his show where he would praise the death of men dying, gay men dying with AIDS. He was a true deplorable in every sense of the word. And you will be forgotten, honey. Gross. No, take that sign down.
0: Uh, Well, we really don't know who put up the sign, but the theater has been the site of quite the controversy since a local church has been trying to buy the building. People are worried that the church might be an anti-LGBTQ presence in the very queer part of town. So needless to say, tensions are heightened.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, in the raisin capital
0: in Fresno, the raisin capital of the world, someone's raising a lot of hell. We'll see who it is. (laughs) Uh, Time time will tell. Um, (laughs) Well, also, we're out of the time of our show. Here we are at the praise report and the prayer request. This is where if you have something to be grateful for and you want to share it with us, then we will help praise God for that, and if you have something that you'd like to ask God for, we will add it to our prayer. Um, for the prayer, for our prayer request, I want to pray for Geo Reindahl. Geo was a nursing teacher at the Seattle Pacific University. He claims that he was denied a job because he was gay. He applied for a full time position, and when he applied, they were so excited that he applied, but later they told him that he didn't qualify. Mm, why? Uh, Do we also mention that Seattle Pacific University is a private Christian school and our boy Jao is gay? Now, this is still a legend. But viewers, listeners, what do you think? The good news is that the students, including LGBTQ students, are rallying around him. They held a protest and they talked to the news. So listen to this quote from one of the students, Leah Duff. She says, God is not homophobic. God loves everyone, loves all, loves me, loves you. God loves everybody. Yay, Leah. We totally agree here at Yash Jesus. That was a prayer request turning into a praise report. (laughs) That's right. Leah's Leah's like,
1: no, 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 no. We're going to correct the record here. I love Leah. We need some more of her. All right, our praise report this week. We're going to give it up for Mayor Pete Buttigieg. We're a little bit late on this one, but he has been been dubbed and knighted and become the <laughs> se- not knighted Secretary of Transportation. He became the first openly gay cabinet member to win Senate confirmation and the youngest person to lead the department at a spry 39 years old. As you know, Mayor Pete, he will always be Mayor Pete to me. Uh he very is very open about being gay and very open about being christian so praise to a gay christian leading our department of transportation that's pretty cool that's pretty dope i think
0: so too and i think i think uh pete Buttigieg judge really is leading like this movement um, that we're seeing of gay christians i know that when he was questioned about what mike pence would think about his sexuality he said well if he wants to know something about my sexuality he should take it up with my creator and using that, that buzzword of creator, you knew he's a true believer, and um, I think that resonated with a lot of people. I know that my mom brought it up to me. Well, here we are. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to be right back with the scripture of the day. Oh, yeah. It's time the scripture <laughs> of the day ay, ay, ay. scripture of the day oh 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 scripture of the day oh oh it's soul food and it's first timothy five twenty-five. take it away azzy
1: good works are conspicuous and even when they are not they cannot remain hidden
0: oh the devil busy because it's <laughs> another big bible story so tuck in Light up and let's talk about one of the baddest bitches in the Bible.
1: (laughs) Bad bitches in the Bible are sort of hard to come by. Most of the stories are about men. And so many women weren't named. Sometimes they were just referred as to someone's wife instead of their actual name.
0: But there they are. There them ladies are right in the Bible. You just got to read enough to realize that they was bad bitches. And we're calling them bad bitches because they broke the rules. They didn't always act like the perfect biblical ladies. And we love them for it.
1: Yes. Ladies like Deborah. Or is it Deborah?
0: It's Deborah. Sorry, that's from Drag Race last week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So ladies like Deborah, Deborah, Judith, Lydia, the lady by the well. So many more.
0: But today, today we are talking about Tamar, not Tamar Braxton, not thebomb.com.org dot com dot org slash edu <laughs> Tamar Braxton. We do love her, uh, but you never heard about Tamar in the Bible? Well, girl, take a seat, light up, listen up.
1: Yes, there is another Tamar in the Bible, the daughter of King David. So the daughter of a queer man is is how I read that. We've talked about her and her cutting up pasim. Or long robe with sleeves, which she would wear because she's a damn princess. And princesses wear ketama, ketana, pasims. Hello, Jacob.
0: Our ketsuna pasim is burning. If you listen to me, if you have <laughs> talked to Azie and I out in the wild anywhere, if one of us have cornered you at a party or in a jacuzzi
1: <laughs> or,
0: like, or anywhere Danny and Azie can be found, you have heard about a ketsuna pasim. When yes, we explain have. what the podcast is, we talk about this ceremonial princess garb.
1: And if now, you're really lucky, start, you've seen me and my Ketanipasim.
0: <laughs> yes, we need, that's what we really should do is get Ketanipasims made for our vacays. Listen, yes. before we start this episode, we really need to remind you that this is a baked Bible story. So press pause, light your joints up, get lifted in the name of God.
1: All right, we're going to lead you in a Bible study, but we're going to take a couple of puffs to help open our hermeneutical imagination.
0: Hermi what? Hermi who?
1: Hermeneutics is just a fancy word that means interpretation. It's like the Bible wondering that we do. So okay. we're interpreting a story with a queer and stony lens. It made sense.
0: Well, why are we using this fancy word? Can't we just say interpretation and mm-hmm. put like a green lens on it?
1: Yeah, because our freaking Deacon Rosemary is a, a little bit of a nerd. So it's hermeneutics, honey. It's hermeneutics.
0: Okay, okay. But I want to get to Tamar. So where in the Bible is Tamar? I don't know much about her.
1: Okay, so Tamar is going way back to the beginning of the Bible. In the beginning. In way, Genesis. way back many
0: centuries ago. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <I can't.
1: laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't kill me. Do it. <laughs> I can't.
0: I'm stoned and gay. There's only so much I could do in this position.
1: <laughs> so Tamar. Her story is like a side plot to the story of Joseph of Genesis. In Genesis, it tells the story of Joseph and his own Ketanat pasim.
0: Now, both of these Tamar's have their own ties to the Ketanat pasim. It's like a Dan Brown coat or something, and <laughs> or a Tom Brown coat. Like, if you haven't heard our episode about Joseph of Genesis, mm-hmm. please take a listen. We drop some serious
1: knowledge Mm, yes so in genesis joseph's 12 brothers sold joseph into slavery and told their dad he was dead and then it goes to the story about tamar and then it goes back to joseph and tells about how they got to egypt
0: so like a little detour into the joseph story like a little rumor of tamar
1: yes so for the moment joseph is out of the picture judah (laughs) Judah, Joseph's older brother, he's the fourth son of the patriarch Jacob. And we should do a whole episode about Jacob because he's also a hot mess. And we love yeah, hot messes. A lot of fun. <laughs> In Genesis chapter 38 talks about Judah finding himself a wife named Hira. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling a little Hira right, right now. I'm right channeling here. Hira. <laughs> So Judah finds himself a name, a wife named Hira, and bearing children. Here she is. (laughs) The way the Bible, smoking blunts and getting pregnant, the way the Bible puts it over and over again is he went into her and she conceived and bore him a son.
0: That is crass. Like, mm-hmm. that is pretty crass for the Bible. We're always taught that growing up, the Bible was classy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, this story is going to show you how very unclassy the Bible can be. So, anyway, jo- Judah's wife has three sons Ur, er, <laughs> Onan, and Shelah. Honey, they had to be stoned Ugh. with those names. They had to be oh, stoned Sheila. With those names. Yeah. <laughs> So, Judah helped Ur er find a wife. And her name was Tamar.
0: Oh, that's sweet. That's love.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) here's where Genesis 38, 7, it said, But Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord put him to death.
0: Oh, what did he do that was so wicked? Was it because his name was Ur?
1: (laughs) The Bible doesn't say. The Bible did he eat say. shellfish
0: with his elbows on the table? <laughs>
1: right. He wear mixed fabrics. I don't did know.
0: He, did he get to the top of the uh, of the escalator and just stop making those behind him all have to scramble not to hit him?
1: <laughs> it doesn't say Danny. <laughs>
0: Did he only post selfies on his Instagram with the caption that says <laughs> hashtag blessed?
1: Okay, that is a reason to be <laughs> to be put down <laughs> by the Lord. No, I don't know. But he wasn't. I don't you know about those
0: people who like those people who do the quarantine ones where it's like I was in the news three years ago. They're trying to put like old news out because they they're in their living room. That <laughs> is a reason.
1: <laughs> That's it. So. We was he hashtag know. blessed? He was not hashtag blessed, especially with the name Ur. Uh, so right, after Ur, Ur yeah. <laughs> died, Judah ordered his son Onan to pick up where Ur left off and perform husbandly duties with Tamar. That was very you know, okay, but what is tra- that? What does Judah's that mean? Customs.
0: What does that mean? Husbandly duties? Because I need to change my Tinder.
1: Yeah, he was supposed to take her as his wife and give her a child. So he needed to do the horizontal tango with her. He oh, needed to okay. bump uglies. You know, he needed I to see. spooge her up with baby juices.
0: Ah, this is so crass. <laughs> yeah. You know, I saw like a baby announcement where it was like, the mom was like a chef making cake in the kitchen and it said three pumps of daddy. I was like, oh, oh God, God. <laughs> street people have to be stopped.
1: <laughs> See, the, this is why they can no longer translate our Bible.
0: Look, they come look, up with this stuff. look, let's let's look at how the Bible says it. OK, here. here, here, here. <laughs> Genesis 38. 8 Then Judah says to Onan <clears throat> and I quote, go into your brother's wife mm. and perform the duty of a brother-in-law to her raise up offspring for your brother that is also cross mm-hmm. that go into commands like go into your brother's wife like mm. you
1: yeah this was the custom at the time
0: er, so. that's pretty er. you yeah. er, that's er, pretty you er,
1: er, er, er. Uh, do they the have a marriage... cousin
0: named Andai Oop <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this is a who's on first over here
1: <laughs> but this was the custom at the time danny so if the marriage didn't produce offspring when the husband died then the next in line is supposed to step up to take her as his wife and this was to protect the women in a culture that didn't value women very much
0: Okay, I see that, but it's still problematic.
1: Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. What does the woman want? What does she want? What did Tamar want? But Onan knew that too. So he went into Tamar, as the Bible puts Mm -hmm. it, like he was supposed to. But here's what Genesis 38, 9 says. But since Onan knew that the offspring would not be his... He spilled his semen on the ground whenever he went into his brother's wife so that he would not give offspring to his brother. So Onan was a pullout. Type.
0: Oh, the pullout method. So he, yeah, so he so I always thought that Onan masturbated, but he just pulled out so he won't finish the deed. He doesn't want to be Tamar's mm-hmm. brother in law and her baby daddy dot com
1: right exactly but this is bad this is really bad according to jewish custom because genesis okay. thirty-eight ten says what he did was displeasing in the sight of the lord and he put him to death also
0: oh ouch okay so the first son is killed because he was wicked for a reason we still have to figure out i have a few mm-hmm. theories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a few queries <laughs> and the second one is killed because he won't spooge in his sister-in-law
1: <laughs> there is more to the story though and we need to pause here because this story right here the part about onan and tamar and onan spilling his seed on the ground this is what people claim is the scriptural reason against masturbation or contraception basically any ejaculation that doesn't produce a fetus
0: Right. That's the story that forbids us from masturbating. Like, mm-hmm. There is a play by uh, Christopher Durang that I did in high school um, mm-hmm. uh, about like a crazy nun. And it's called Sister Mary Ignatius Explains It All For You.
1: Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's um, good. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's
0: really good. But she says to the gay student, she goes, why don't you have children? You're not spilling your seed like Onan, are you? You know, and so that was always mm-hmm. a reference there like that. I thought about that with,
1: you know, and and I th- this is why historical context is so important when you choose to read scripture and choose to try to interpret it, because this does not condemn masturbation. What is really happening here is it is, isn't a cost to Jewish custom at the time.
0: It's just so weird because this this is supposed to be the story that forbids us from masturbating, but so far it's just telling us that we need to impregnate our dead brother's widow. Yeah, right? How come exactly. That part didn't like <laughs> make it through <laughs> centuries. Exactly. Like some exactly. translator has it's like an attractive like sister-in-law <laughs> and was like, eh, eh, "Baby,
1: yeah, it's messed up." But there you go. He spilled his seed on the ground, and it's why people don't think that we should be able to choke the chicken, prime the pump, or flog the log,
0: or tickle the pickle. My mind is blown. <laughs> Much like yeah. Odin, after the Lord smote him.
1: <laughs> okay, but now we're going to get to the good part.
0: This is the good part? Like, so far we have a lot of sex, like a lot of sex and two dead guys, and it's just getting good.
1: <laughs> but this is how Tamar became the bad bitch that she should be. He was supposed to offer his third born to Sheila. To oh, her. Sheila. But after Sorry. Judah's first two sons died, he probably got a little nervous, right? Like, what is Tamar? Oh, yeah, doing? like he's like,
0: oh, it, this sounds like one of those jokes where like guys go into the farmer's daughter barn or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the first one died, then the second one goes in the barn and he dies. And then it's like, now here we
1: are. So he told Tamar to go back to her own family and be a widow until his third son grew up.
0: Wait, how? How old was the third son? Like a kid? Like a baby?
1: I don't know, but here's how Genesis thirty eight eleven puts it. Then Judah said to his daughter-in-law Tamar, Remain a widow in your father's house until my son Shelah grows up. For he feared that he too would die like his brothers. So Tamar went to live in her father's house. So it makes sense because, you know, this is his last son. This is his last chance at keeping his name continuing in his lineage lineage continuing. So he's like, let's put this on ice for a second.
0: Yeah, wait, did Judah think that she was some sort of, like, man-killer? Like, the Black Widow? You know, like, (laughs) the murdering heiress? Like, none of this was her fault.
1: I don't know, she's, but we know she was a bad bitch, and sexism runs strong in the Bible, and still today.
0: They always blame women for shit.
1: Yeah. Anyways, Tamar starts to get a little impatient. It seems like she's been widowing for a long while. And where is that third son, Sheila? So she decides to go investigate. And here's how Genesis tells it. When Tamar was told, your father-in-law is going up to Timnah to shear his sheep, she put off her widow's garments, put on a veil, wrapped herself up, and sat down at the entrance of Inname enam ename i'm not sure what that town how you pronounce that town's ename which is on the road to timna so she found her street corner she got all gussied up right Mm -hmm. and she saw that sheila was grown up so this was the brother that she was supposed to marry yet she had not been given to him in marriage
0: oh snap so like he's caught like on cheater's Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, so, like, mm-hmm, what's she gonna do? What's she gonna do now?
1: Right. So, this is why Tamar is a bad bitch. She wasn't wearing her traditional widow clothing, and she put a veil over her face.
0: Oh, she got so, all sneaky. Mm-hmm,
1: so Judah saw her, and I'm just going to read from Genesis. So this is straight up from the Bible. Okay. Why don't
0: we hear these stories? I love this.
1: <laughs> when Judah saw her, he thought her to be a prostitute. For she had covered her face. He went over to her at the roadside to her little street corner and said, come, let me come into you. (laughs) (laughs) For he did not know that she was his daughter-in-law.
0: So, you know what? What did all these men do that were not recorded? This speaks more to Judah
1: than it does to Tamar. Judah Judah sees a lady
0: sitting by the road. Wait. Mm-hmm. He just sees a lady with a veil over yeah. her, her face. Yeah.
1: Sitting he's like, honey, what, and you got plans tonight?
0: He just assumes she's a prostitute. Why? Because she's not with a man. Mm-hmm. And he just she's come, not in he widow comes clothing. up to her. He comes up to her and he's like, come, let me come into you. Like, <laughs> he's just like propositioning his own daughter in law.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Tamar is so That's smart. That's right.
0: She's a
1: bad bitch. Yes, she's a bad bitch. She realizes this is her moment for leverage. So listen to what she does.
0: Okay, give it to me, Tamar.
1: Okay, so Tamar said, What will you give me that you may come into me? He answered, I will send you a kid from the flock. And she said, only if you give me a pledge until you send it. He said, what pledge shall I give you? She replied, your signet and your cord and that's and the staff that is in your hand. So he gave them to her and went into her and she conceived by him. Then she got up and went away and taking off her veil, she put on the garments of her widowhood.
0: Okay, so Tamar secured the bag. She Mm -hmm. walked away.
1: Mm hmm. She got a pen mark
0: She walked away with Judah's signet ring, pretty mm-hmm.
1: much, mm-hmm. which is like,
0: which is like, if, I, if I'm correct, like it's something you press on things, and sh- it's like how you take like your ID almost. It's one of your IDs. Yeah, so
1: Kings she takes would, like, yeah, stamps yeah, or letters, with it. seals and things, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just,
0: yeah. It, or ink or whatever, like whatever right. they did, even in dirt, like, yeah. So she's got his signet,
1: cord, staff, and his unborn baby and when judah tried to pay her by sending a friend with the lamb he can't that's find the kid her. part
0: right like the kid like i'm gonna send you one of the kid from the flock i'm gonna give you yes. a lamb
1: yes and kid is actually what how they used to refer to uh you know to baby goats or lambs you know so Genesis... she's like she's like
0: she's like she's like i get this right hunt. she's like mm-hmm. let me hold your let me hold that ring <laughs> oh and i'll and yeah let me see that cord <laughs> Oh, I'm going to take that staff too. But as soon as you give me the kid, I'll give you everything back. No problem. Uh-huh. You want to get in this? Let's do it. Uh huh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And so she's like, now bring me the lamb. Uh-huh. I'm over a one, two, three prostitute way. See on the corner. And then she puts her real shit on and she's in a new outfit yes. and she's not who she thinks she is. This woman disappears basically yes. in thin air and she has all his stuff and his baby. Uh
1: huh. This is
0: unbelievable.
1: She's a bad bitch. So when Judah tried to pay her by sending that lamb, he can't find her, right? So in Genesis chapter 38, verse 20 through 23, when Judah sent the kid by his friend, the Aldolomite, to recover the pledge from the woman, he couldn't find her. He asked the townspeople, where is the temple prostitute who was... At Ename by the wayside. But they said, no prostitute has been here. So he returned to Judah and said, I have not found her. Moreover, the townspeople said, no prostitute has been here. Judah replied, let her keep the things as her own. Otherwise, we will be laughed at. You see, I sent this kid and you could not find her.
0: Oh, he was pissed. Mm -hmm. So basically, she went and did Jolene and then Mm -hmm. became Dolly.
1: She was like, I'm back to
0: being (laughs) dolly. Yes, 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 yes. Like, she was doing both sides of the coin.
1: I love
0: this story.
1: Yeah, this is fascinating. And it's, I think it also speaks to how there were social norms at this time where he could freely go about town asking, hey, where was that, where's the prostitute that I, you know, I fucked, you know? And there was no consequences for the man. There was no shame for the man to do that. So that's that's something that sticks out to me.
0: Now they're blaming him because he couldn't deliver. He's blaming the delivery boy, kill, literally killing the messenger. Like yeah. now she's got all this stuff. Just let her keep it. Cause she's going to embarrass me. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean? If we have to go looking for it and everything, mm-hmm. cause then mm-hmm. everything's going to come out that I like did her over here and did her over there and did her on mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like maybe if she disappeared, she disappeared. She's probably a prostitute. Maybe she was killed. Maybe, maybe somebody else, maybe she's drunk. I don't know. Like forget about her. Yeah. Let's forget about it. But yeah. Tamar is pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she knows, and no one knows who the father is.
1: Right. All right. And so the word gets out. Someone goes and tattles on Judah to her, and Judah is not pleased about it. So in Genesis 38, verse 24, about three months later, Judah was told,
0: Your daughter-in-law Tamar has played the whore. Moreover, she is pregnant as a result of whoredom.
1: And Judah said,
0: Bring her out and let her be burned. Burned? That's his solution? He already Mm -hmm. lost two sons and his answer is just to burn her?
1: Yeah, this is how women are treated in the Bible. It's gross and barbaric, but it's true. They were property.
0: Yeah.
1: So for Tamar, though, she has some evidence up her sleeve because she's a bad bitch. Remember the signet, the cord, and the staff? Yes. As she is being brought to the burn pile or stake or something that you burn people on, she sends a message to Judah, her father in law, or her ba- or you call her him her baby daddy. Genesis thirty eight twenty five through twenty six. As she was being brought out, she was sent word to her father in law. It was the owner of these who made me pregnant, and she said, "Take note, please, whose these are." The Signet and the Cord and the Staff.
0: I'm screaming right now. This is like I have to go back and do it. I don't care. This is like Joan Crawford (laughs) moment. It's she's just like, Tell us, Danny, tell us. She's she's just like, It was the owner of these who made me pregnant. Take note, please, whose these are. The signet and the cord and the staff.
1: Then Judah acknowledged them and said She is more in the right than I, since I did not give her to my son, Sheila, and he did not lie with her again.
0: That's right, Judah. Take responsibility for your actions. You can't just impregnate ladies and then burn them.
1: That's right. Tamar could have been labeled the whore, but you know who was really the whore in this story? Judah. And his sons don't seem to be very good people either.
0: And who comes out looking like a hero? like a bad bitch
1: mm-hmm. tamar that's right why because she got her money up front she got her payment up front
0: <laughs> no i really do love it i think she really took care of herself she looked out that's right she was smart enough she, she knew that she was in a place that uh did not value women's opinion and she had to have something that was concrete because yeah. they weren't going to take her word that's right they didn't even take mary's word when she saw jesus descend that's right they like so it's like we. Th- this is not a place for women, and but Tamar flipped it. She's like she got the proof. She had the mm-hmm. receipts. Mm-hmm.
1: See, and kids, that was when, it. This this shows when you know what the customs are, and you know how she knew the ins and outs, right? And she mm-hmm. knew what the consequences were, and so she also knew how to own it, uh, and and to step into her own power and and, that and is power a real- meant.
0: That's a major example of a boss, like just a boss in the Bible, a boss woman, like just bam. I love it. Dot com, period. (laughs) Dot com (laughs) dot org slash edu. (laughs) Uh, Everyone for this uh, uh, week for our tithe, love offering, charity, act of good. (laughs) Single parenting is hard. Now, no matter what makes someone a single parent, they could always use help and support please reach out to a friend who is single parenting and ask what you could do to help. They'll appreciate it. Trust me and tell them that they are a bad bitch and a boss mm-hmm. and that they shine like loss and that they know that that is supposed to be a compliment <laughs> uh, because it's, I mean, it's just a hard thing to do. Uh, we're going to uh, bow our heads in prayer. God, make us all bad bitches. <laughs> make us all <laughs> bosses. Make us resourceful. Teach us to get the receipts and bring them out at the right time. Give us that strength, that knowledge, that sharpness, that wit.
1: Yes, and we pray for J.O. Reindahl and Seattle Pacific University that you will open up the hearts and minds that we, too, deserve employment, that that we, too, deserve to be seen and recognized for who we are. And bless Pete Buttigieg oh, that wonderful mayor man from indiana and his time in department of transportation that he'll be able to you know restore the infrastructure here in the u.s we we all know it. we need it we need some we need some improvement with that so we bless people to judge and we give praise for um this appointment
0: lord thank you so much for our audiences and for our fellowship and for us being able to be together again thank you amen
1: amen
0: And thank you all for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Pod or on our website at yashjesuspod.com.
1: You can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website at yashjesuspod.com. We would love to hear your voice and share your prayers on the shows. So drop us a line or send us a recording on yashjesuspod.com. Send us
0: your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a, hey, you bet! Bad bitch, We'd love to hear from you. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Frenzazie, and my bestie,
1: Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking deacon Ross Murray, bringing you to the word of the Lord every week. And special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly.
0: Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bustillos, and Steve Michaels. Keep praising the Lord, y'all. Praise the Lord every day.
1: Praise the Lord with Run My Divorce.